Hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. My name is Michael Lombardo. I am your host. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. You can go on YouTube, find some of our Awaken Live shows. When we used to do Facebook Live, um, tons of content over there on YouTube, as well as this, this show now is called Awaken Podcast, releases on the Charisma Podcast Network, as well as you can tap into it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, subscribe, and every Monday and Thursday, a new show is released. And so the way I usually start the show off is I love reading from the Word of God, and I want to read from a scripture that I believe is very relevant to where we're going today on the broadcast. And so a scripture that I love personally is 1 Corinthians 14.1. Today we're going to be talking about the spirit of prophecy, the gift of prophecy, And so I felt like um, we're going down the right lane here. And so the Apostle Paul, there's a whole, there's several chapters here, 12, 13, 14, where it goes into the gifts of the Spirit. But in 14, the Apostle Paul says, pursue love, yet earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. And I absolutely love this scripture. He puts love at at the front here. He says, pursue love. And I believe as we pursue love and as we pursue the presence of God and we get into his presence, the Lord begins to impart gifts into our lives. We begin, we, we, we begin to discern his voice and become keen to visions and dreams and, and the prophetic word of the Lord. Or we begin to be able to flow in the spiritual gifts as we pursue love and keep love central and his presence central in our lives. But there is a section here. It doesn't just say pursue love. It says we need to hunger for spiritual gifts. We need to desire earnestly and hunger for spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. Um, Prophecy brings encouragement, you know, exhortation. It challenges us in our lives to righteousness and to live a righteous life. It can highlight things that need to be changed and corrected in our lives. And so prophecy is an incredible gift in the body of Christ. And I believe that not only prophets, which is part of the fivefold ministry, but every saint of God can flow in the gift of prophecy. And so um, we're going to get into that today. I've got a guest who has been on my show. This is her third time now. I'm excited to have her on. Her name is Jennifer Evaz. She's a minister um, and an international conference speaker with a heart to equip the church and the supernatural and for raising up passionate people in effective prayer. She's also a regular contributor to Charisma Online, The Elijah List, and has been featured on several Christian television shows um, like Sid Roth and Supernatural. And she has a popular podcast called Take 10 with Jen, which is also on the Charisma Podcast Network. She's off, She's authored several best-selling books, and her and her husband, Ron, um, they uh, serve as executive pastors at Harvest Church in Turlock, California. And so no further ado, Jennifer, thank you for joining me today. Hey, I'm so glad to be back on. This is exciting, Michael. It's our third time. Yay. Good to hear from you. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love your heart. I love your ministry and everything that God has you doing in California and all over the world. And so I know that for those who are continual listeners to Awaken Podcast, or maybe those who are adamantly following your ministry, they know a bit of your story, but maybe just give us a few minute snippet of um, your background and what you do. Absolutely. Um, my husband and I, we've been in ministry together, actually, since we've been married uh, here at Harvest Church. Uh, we had a few name changes. Um, we mm-hmm. added a second campus about five years ago. 
uh, in Turlock. So we have two in Turlock, and now we're about ready to open a third in uh, in Ripon, California. And we've got some more on the horizon. So we're, we're now pushing into multi-site, which is you know just a it's a it's, awesome. a it's a new it's a new horizon, you know, and and just reaching people for Jesus, and um, you know. Uh, uh, reaching people for Jesus, but also being a community that believes in the encounter of the Holy Spirit. Oh, amen. So awesome. That one encounter with the Holy Spirit can radically revolutionize our lives. And that's really what this podcast is all about, awakening, awakening our hearts to the beauty and power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit and really walking in the fullness of our destiny and who we are in Christ. I know that's what your passion is. That's why I keep inviting you on the podcast because I love your heart and your message and you keep writing incredible books and one of the books that you have written that is being released here in the coming days I think a few weeks from now is a book called prophetic secrets and um, I know that the Holy Spirit has trained you himself you talk about encountering the Holy Spirit being a yeah. community that knows the voice of the Holy Spirit how to flow with the Holy Spirit so I know that you know the Bible even talks about not needing a teacher because we have an anointing of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us that teaches us everything. And so the Holy Spirit has trained you himself in the gift of prophecy. I know there's a huge thrust of your ministry. Can you describe how the Lord really has kind of equipped you and trained you in the uh, in the gift of prophecy? Well, let me uh, clarify that. Uh, yes, the Holy Spirit's our teacher. We, you know, when you're absent of a teacher, then the Holy Spirit steps in beautifully. But I always think that, uh, when it comes to the gift of prophecy, it's better to be be taught by the Spirit as well as in community. I just didn't have one, Michael. Um, at the yeah. time, you know, they just didn't have the books and the the wealth of of information and teaching that we have now. They didn't have terms like, um, mm -hmm. you know, a feeler or, you know, a seer. Yeah. They didn't have those terms. And I was all of those things, you know, and, and more. And so that's where the Holy Spirit, he stepped in and beautifully stepped in and simplistically taught me about seeing in the spiritual realm, you know, in, in the context of prayer, in the context of prophecy and what to do with what I see, because apparently you don't say everything you see, you know, it's, it's really yeah. like that you have to, you know, there's a second part to it. And so he would go back and forth with me in the beginning and he would simply say this, he would say, what do you see? He didn't mean my natural eyes. He meant my spiritual eyes. And I would tell him, and this conversation happened so often. I, I knew it was the spirit of God, but I didn't yet know that that's how he trained Jeremiah. That's how he trained Amos. You know, I didn't know he said the same words to them till later. Yeah. And and then he would. And then once I, I guess I must have been hitting it well enough that he he progressed it. And he said, "Well, what do you see?" And I tell him, and he said, "Well, what do you know?" And he didn't mean naturally. He meant you know prophetically. And I would yeah. tell the spirit of God what I what I knew. And then I started to get confident enough that I, I, you know, with his, with his leading, I would start talking to people about what I saw and what I knew and what I thought God had to say about it. And so that's how mm -hmm. it all started for me. But wow, I, I wish I had the materials that we have now. That's why I have this book. Cause I don't want people to have to go through years and years of feeling like they're, they're, there's something wrong with them or they're by themselves. And I felt that way for years. And, and I like to see that gap closed. Yeah, for sure. And I know that you operate in the office of a prophet. We talk about the fivefold ministry. Mm -hmm. There's also the gift, the gift of prophecy. And there's many people that are listening to this that are hungry 
and maybe they do have feelings and inclinations or maybe they do see visions or they do dream dreams but they're not necessarily operating or feel called to the office of a prophet and they're hungry you know just like the scripture above says or you know first corinthians 14 1 pursue love yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts especially that you may prophesy there's a lot of people that are desiring to walk in this but they don't really know how how would you you know kind of discern the difference kind of maybe bring a you know a small description of okay yeah well some people are called to be prophets and but everybody can prophesy Absolutely. At, at the time that the Holy Spirit was training me, I would have not said I was a prophet because I hadn't had any sort of encounter with God at all in regards to that office. So at that time, I would just yeah. say, well, this is just about the gift of prophecy. And, uh, you know, again, I, I'm kind of simplistic in my thinking. I, I didn't even call it the gift of prophecy at the time. I just thought God was talking to me. That's all. You know, yeah. he's the word. Yeah. He's a communicator. So to me, it made sense that he would talk because he's the word. Isn't that what the word does? Doesn't he talk to you? And so I yeah. just didn't have the filters or the religious um, training to to filter all that out. You know, so in my simplistic thinking, it was just God was talking to me. So and then uh, yeah. and then later on, of course, as I began to study it out in the word and notice that, you know, he, he was talking to Adam and Eve in the garden and and really communication got disrupted because of sin. That's where it got disrupted. But he always mm. wanted to talk to us. He always wanted to, he always did. And he started talking through his prophets in the Old Testament. But we see hints of him really wanted to, to get rid of the middleman and talk to you. And, um, yeah. and so, you know, you, you see these prophecies uh, foretelling a day when God was going to prophesy through everybody that, that, you know, inferring that that was a believer. And then you see that happen in Acts chapter two and the Holy Spirit fell upon the church. And what is one of the things that happens when the Holy Spirit comes? It says your sons and daughters will prophesy. There'll be dreams, mm -hmm. there'll be visions. And so with the Holy Spirit comes this communication package. And then of course, you know, some of those things that he tells you, He's going to also say, well, well, tell your friend I said X, Y, Z, you know, go, go tell them that it's going to be OK. Go tell them that I know what's going on and, and I've got a I've got a solution. And he starts getting really specific with you to tell people who maybe aren't hearing him at the moment or they need a confirmation or they just need some some extra lift. You know, <laughs> they need some extra encouragement, um, mm -hmm. you know, and occasionally, occasionally. Uh, you know, you might tell you to, to to give somebody a heads up, you know, so something, you know, you need to, to not do something that you're doing. And sure. I've had a few of those, um, yeah. you know, and that happens, yeah. too. But that that's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's been times where I felt really uncomfortable with some things God's told me to tell people. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All the time I, you know, I was only saved about a year and uh, I was praying with a group of friends and the Lord told me that my uh, this guy on the right side of me when I was praying was struggling with homosexuality and the Lord wanted me to talk to him about it and pray for him to see him get set free. And that was the first time I actually felt pins and needles in my hands, the anointing of the Holy Spirit Ooh. in my hands. And, yeah. and God, God set him free right there. He cried. He let out his emotions, his feelings. He admitted that it was a generational struggle and all this stuff. And so the Holy wow. Spirit you know, asked us to say very small things to people, you know, exhortation, encouragements, but also allowed us to say very uncomfortable things too. But I feel like for me, when I got saved, I met Jesus. Um, yeah. And I I wanted to know him more. And the Bible talks about knowing God and knowing Jesus is eternal life. And I think that for me, the prophetic gift 
really started to flow in my life as I just got to know him and how he speaks. And then, right. you know, and the, Lord, and the Lord gives us what we can handle. You know, he might have us saying very encouraging things to people at first. And the more we, we you know, more yielded and obedient we get, God could use us in different ways, shapes and forms. But I'm sure you would say the same thing, right? As intimacy being the core, just getting to know your daddy and your, and Jesus and, and then just kind of learning how he speaks. Yeah. I always, I always go by this rule of thumb, especially when it's a situation like you and I just discussed, which really isn't the main thing that I say. It just happens sometimes. And, but when that happens, I always think, um, how would I want someone to talk to me? And, and I, yeah. and I go by that, you know, I really do I go by that. You know, I, I don't want to embarrass anybody. I want to be as kind as I can. And, you know, sometimes I don't even say God's told me something. I just start asking questions. Um, you know, mm-hmm. questions that, that, that are so, so close to the sweet spot that they know that I know. And you know, so, yeah. you know, try to, try to get that information out of them somehow. So, sure. So. Instead of exposing, you cover and love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I a hundred percent believe that. I just feel like intimacy with the Holy spirit more than anything, you know, we get to hear his voice and we get to experience his voice and then you know, it, it doesn't become about 100%. You know, I think we have seasons of receiving, seasons of receiving, and then the Lord will ask us, okay, now you've received, now pour out. Now now you've been, you know, given so much, now now freely give, you know, to those around you. And I, I feel like even like you're talking about community and your church, there's, there's a freedom and there's a space where people can learn how to prophesy. What do you think about just even, you know, how people get to grow? I know you do different conferences, you know, and you do in your church, you know, people feel comfortable to be able to grow in that gifting. And for me, I went to Bible school for three years and there was, you know, it was encouraged to learn how to prophesy um, and learn how to speak and edify one another. And it's like almost a safe place where you can do that. And so I feel like that's huge too, kind of the community, because if you're in a church, you're the only one that believes in the prophetic, a little bit hard to kind of grow in that, you know, but I feel like community is huge in terms of the prophetic. Well, nowadays, you can find a place to grow in. If, if your church is not doing that right now, there, there are places. That's why we have our institutes, you know, and, and um, other churches have, uh, there's other places that they have, like, you know, training centers and, and places you can grow in the prophetic. So, so what's really neat about all of this is there are communities that I, I feel are really endorsed by the Lord as kind of an, uh, mm-hmm. an interim if your church is not there yet. Um, you know, and, and probably more and more so as we, as we move, as we move forward, I think more and more churches are going to awaken to it. I, I just think a lot of, a lot of times um, pastoral leadership, they don't quite know how to grow it and they don't quite yet uh, understand the value of it. But I, I think that's, that's shifting and changing. I just see more and more of this all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And in Bible school, this is a good example. And especially because um, I think you, you as well speak about this in your book about, you know, prophetic people who are pursuing the prophetic and they need to close doors in their life um, yeah. that, that distort prophetic words. And there's, I, I knew this guy in Bible school who had a tremendous gift on his life, but he really struggled with rejection and religion. And yeah. he was rejected a lot by his parents, abused a lot by his parents growing up. And they were forced him to go to, you know, like, you know, they just forced a lot on him in terms of religious things. And so, but he had a very tremendous prophetic gift on his life. But right. if somebody pressed like the rejection button, you know, then he would, <laughs> he would prophesy in the wrong spirit. And it's crazy because he yeah. had this keen ability 
He had this keen ability to really tear people down. It's almost like he could perceive the weaknesses in their life mm-hmm. and just like just pinpoint it and just hammer it. And um, it was demonic. It was definitely demonic. Oh, and then there was times where we'd be, we'd be, we'd be at McDonald's, you know, or we'd be at a, you know, uh, ministering on the streets of Dallas to homeless people, and he'd flow in a very pure anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it was like night and day. Um, right. I'd love to hear something about that. Absolutely. Well, it it really has to do with, and we we would refer to them as the idols of our heart. And that no matter, you know, the word, the prophetic word always comes to you purely from the Lord. It's a pure word. It comes from a pure place, but whatever's in us, put some shade on it. Okay. You know, and, yeah, yeah. and this is why, you know, really, um, and we can get so uh, self-conscientious about this that we can almost implode ourselves if we're not careful. Um, but at the same time, I'm a big believer in self-awareness. Um, and really um, doing the heart work behind the scenes, uh, especially if you're if you are demonstrating like a bunch of accuracy and people are going to you. I want to charge you with with um, some responsibility and actually taking yourself regularly to like a Christian counselor to inner healing and deliverance ministry and having yourself. Yeah. Uh, a healing plan, a plan to be healed, a plan to be healthy, because nobody gets away, f- gets, a- gets away from life. Um, yeah. You know, prophetic people especially are targeted by the demonic because uh, Satan's always after the word, you know, because the word brings life. The word brings deliverance. You know, the, the word gets sent out and it heals people and it just destroys the demonic agendas. And so he especially targets those kind of people with things that'll shade that word and destroy the pure word of the Lord through them. So, so, you know, you need to, you need to fight back with what Satan would try to, to do to you and through you and, and get a healing plan. And, and, you know, it's interesting that even today, you know, and I, I do this very diligently. I'm very diligent about my internal world, you know, but even today I get a little shocked at myself when, when I start bending, you know, I, I can tell when I start, I start bending off, you know, because, because I'm having, I'm having a rough week or whatever. It, it just, it just colors everything, you know? And so yeah. I try to just have enough self-awareness and we all fail. And, um, uh, you know, we just have to just dust ourselves off and, and just say, you know, Absolutely. okay. Yeah. You know, and, and not, not stop life or ministry because we had a bad, a bad week or we said it wrong or, or we, we went out of, we went out of character that day or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah. but put some things in place, you know, just, just do it and you, you'll be better for it. Um, your heart will actually, the pure heart actually hear, hears and sees God much, much more than the, the heart that's that's not pure and when i say pure i'm not saying i'm not saying um it, pure, it's really about the motives and the healing yeah. and what's broken and those kind of things that's what i'm saying yeah no absolutely and i you know and that's why you have a healing and deliverance institute and so many prophetic people come to the institute and are involved so because you have a passion about seeing these people get get whole and get free yes. so that they can yes grow purely in in the prophetic gift, you know, without any distortion, you know, right. Um, in there. Right. And I feel like even just mentorship is huge. I know a lot of people in Bible school, they're always, you know, praying for a spiritual mother and father if they didn't have one. But, and I feel like that's a good prayer. Like God brings somebody in my life. I could really learn from and glean from. And sometimes it's someone from far away. Like when I first got saved, God brought a bunch of John Bevere books my way and they really, there you go. and they rooted me in the word of God. And I learned <laughs> yeah. from him. 
the first year that I got saved and it rooted me in the fear of the Lord and humility and intimacy. And it was what I needed, you know, <laughs> for, the first, yeah. for the first year getting saved. And then I went to Bible school and I got um, a teacher named Sharon Hobbs and a, a, another teacher named Carol Thompson who were big on inner healing and deliverance and the prophetic. And I learned a lot yeah. from them and I allowed the Lord in those three years of going to Christ for the Nations to really work out hurts in my heart that I didn't realize were there and to really add his healing balm to my heart. And, you know, the Holy Spirit brought up things I didn't realize affected me that I carried into my relationship with God, into my relationship with others, hurts that I had, you know, distortions and ideas that were not of God. And so the Lord had to do those things so we could truly and purely walk in the spirit and be, you know, a clear stream, you know, to those around us. And, Absolutely. Um, there's some people yeah. that are really opposed to the concepts of inner healing and deliverance. And, and when you're in the prophetic, especially, you know, you have to have inner healing and deliverance and you have to be okay with the Holy spirit bringing up stuff. It's not, it's not constantly looking for what's wrong with you. It's just being open to what the Holy spirit would bring up. The heart's deceitful above all things. The Bible says we don't know what's in our heart. And, and, but the Holy Spirit does. And when he brings up something from your past, it's because it's in the way of your future. And so, you know, that's a good thing when he does that. And it means you're ready to be whole. And it also, yeah. when your heart, your heart is healed, then, then you can carry more of the glory. You can carry more of the anointing because the anointing is weighty and you can be crushed by it if your heart is yeah. not built and ready. So if you want a sustaining prophetic ministry, you know, you want to sustain this, you want to grow in it. You've got to do some heart work. Oh, oh, absolutely. And the, the word of God even says in the book of Proverbs that the Lord is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And friends right. don't always tell you, you know, all the positive things and just, you know, pet you and say everything's going to be all right. You're the best. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. But in love, they also say, hey, brother, uh, you know, here's uh, here, here's an area that you might not be seeing 100 percent clearly. And here's something that I feel like, you know, is is carried into your adult life that maybe you picked up from having, you know, not having a father or having an abusive, you know, situation or whatever. And we, and you know, as a friend or as a brother, we walk people through things. And um, the Holy Spirit is our helper, our comforter, you know, our counselor, counselor to bring things up and really walk us and talk us through these things so we can be whole in every way. You know, the Bible does say that we are complete in Him, but I also there believe there is a process of our heart just coming to realize who Jesus is and who he was in our lives and really coming to wholeness. And that's one thing I really love about you too, because you, you, you herald that well. And you talk about how even yourself in ministry, been doing this for, for years and just how you have times and seasons where the Lord, yeah, I need to pull away. I need to, I need to get restored again. You know, I need uh, to see yeah. things clearly again and receive some healing. Well, you think about Job. Job, yeah. Job wrote this amazing book for all of us, you know, centuries ago, he wrote this yeah. book and you know, it's amazing. And he was having the roughest season ever, but what was it about? It was about God having a good word over him. And I feel like somebody needs to hear that right now that, that God yeah. speaks a good word over you. He has a good word over you just because you're having a rough season. Doesn't mean God isn't that doesn't have something good to say about you. As a matter of fact, you're probably having a rough season because God did say something good about you. And there's yeah. a battle over that word, that prophetic word. And, you know, um, think, think back to what God has spoken about your life and direction and where you're going. You got to wage war with that. Um, because that's, that's the word that's being warred over. And these, these, you know, if you're wrestling it out right now, 
Um, I want you to take courage because he has a good word over you. Job demonstrated that to us. You know, in the end, it worked out for him. And I want you to know it's going to work out for you. Um, you're going to get your restoration. And um, the mm. Lord's going to he's going to prove your life. He's going to he's going to prove his point with your life. You know, and he's making a point with your life. And, um, you know, he's got a big exclamation point over you. I'm not sure who that's for, but it's probably for several people. But there, there's something happening with, with people listening to those podcasts. And I just want to assure you with that. So stick to it. Um, don't quit. Yeah. Uh, there's something good ahead of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think this even kind of transitions into where I'd love to go. Just, you know, prophetically, it's just, you know, the Apostle Paul even told his spiritual son, Timothy, wage war with the prophetic promises, wage war with the prophetic words, because there's times and seasons in our life that seem void of what God spoke to us. Well, God said this to me, you know, a year ago, and I feel like I'm like, you know, in the complete opposite direction. I have no clue how I'm ever going to possibly get there. There's no hope in sight in the natural is what it seems like. But God has whispered these things to me in the secret place or God spoke that to me through prophetic minister. And I felt confirmation in my spirit. And how come, you know, um, it's not happening. How come it's taking so long for these things to come to pass? And I know you share about in your book about receiving prophetic words or even hearing from the Lord and feeling like these things aren't coming to pass or how we could even partner with the Holy Spirit to see words come to pass. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because my life personally, you know, there's things that God speaks to us and they happen right away. And there's things that God speaks to us and it takes years for us to step into them. And we need to, we need to really wage war with the promises and we need to learn what we need to learn in the process so we can stand firmly in that place when he does release it in our lives. Yeah, I'm am truly amazed at how many things the Lord has spoken over my life that I would have I, I would have needed a miracle for those things to happen. And there were so many things that have happened and they were miracles, you know, so I'm getting a nice track record now. But but the things that are still out ahead and I'm going to need even bigger miracles for, you know, I'm I'm constantly bringing them before the Lord and saying, but you said. But you said, and that doesn't offend God because, you know, he's, he, when he speaks, he, he's good on his word. He's not a liar. Um, he didn't yeah. say those things to tease you. Uh, you yeah. know, he didn't say those things to, you know, to, to not to, because he didn't mean them or he, he was trying to fake you out or something like that. That's, that's not the heart of the Lord. Um, but, but we, we are in partnership with these prophetic words, this whole thing where we think that he'll just say it and, and then he'll do all the work. Um, and we just, you know, we just sit by and, and whatever happens happens. It really doesn't work that way. You, yeah. you actually have to bring it to him. And it's like a, something has to grow inside of you as mm -hmm. you are on the journey to see this word come to pass. And so yeah. there's the, what I call the end point where he, this is where he's taking you. But then there's the daily word that gets you to the end point, and that's give us this day yeah. our daily bread. Give us this day our daily word, and that's the word that leads you to provision and prosperity and to the ultimate place where he's he's taking you. And and mm -hmm. so you want to keep bringing that to him, but you said, but you said, you know, and and keeping keeping it alive in your heart and keeping it growing in your heart, um, you know, and that's really how that works. That that's how you wage the war, especially when the opposite is happening. Or something just yeah. took place where it looks like there's no way that word's going to come to pass now. He said, but Lord, you said. Yeah. And then even like, I just feel like when God gives you a word, and when I first got saved, it was really hard. And it's still not easy sometimes. But like, 
God will say something great to you, and you just think, oh, yeah, I'm just like a GPS. Okay, I'll just go down the block half a mile, make a left, go another half a mile, and then I'll be there. And it's going to be glorious. And I'm going to, you know, when God spoke to me that I was going to speak to multitudes, and I saw a vision of myself <laughs> preaching before countless, countless heads, and God spoke all this prophetic stuff over me in ministry, I thought, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, a, a, B, and then C, and I'll be there. And it's going to take a month and a half, and I'm going to be <laughs> preaching before multitudes. You know what I mean? And then God had to bring people in my life and teachings in my life that really grounded me, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But I feel like I feel like one of the hardest things, and I, I did not expect to say this, but I feel prophetically that one of the hardest things is when people around you are really walking in the promises, and you feel like you're still stuck. And I, I feel like I want to speak into that because I know there's people listening right now that how come my brother, how come my, how come my friends and how come this minister, that ministry, he's been doing, I've been doing it longer. They've been doing it for a shorter period of time. And how come they are walking in the blessing or, you know, it's all this stuff that comes up in the process where you feel like everyone's being blessed around you, but you're, you're still like trapped in this, in this, you know, middle, middle place. I'd love to hear something from it. Like, just like, what would you say to someone like that? Because we need absolutely. To well, I think I think what it is is um, it, it's not just being stuck in the middle place, but when when you're stuck in the middle place and something's going on with that middle place is painful. You know, if it's the middle yeah. place, but it's like you know ease and 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 you know just kind of fun and you know carefree, no responsibility. That's one. You know, that's one set of circumstances. It's the one yeah. where it's painful you know, where there's hardship, where it seems like, you know, you don't have the provision for where you're at right now. How are you going to, how are you going to have provision for the next place? And, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of these are tests of the heart. The Lord has a way of building trust in us. He has a way of building character in us because if we can't have, if we can't have the character, you know, that if we don't have any character at this place, we're definitely not going to have character at the next place. You know, if you can't handle betrayal at this level, do you think you're going to handle betrayal at the next level? You're, it's just not going to happen. And so so the Lord has a way of making sure that when he really, really uh, you know, gives you that that anointing. You know, King David, he had three anointings uh, on, on his way to see the prophetic word come to pass. You know, when he anoints yeah. you again, he anoints you again, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that anointing's heavy. You've got to be able yeah. to carry it. Um, you yeah. know, you can't be a person that rips everybody to shreds. You know, the, the few people that he he's entrusted you with, if you can't if you can't um, handle them with with you know the heart of a father, a heart of a mother, how are you going to handle hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, even even past that? You see what I'm saying? And so so we want to count it all joy. There's a reason he, they put scriptures like that in there. Count it all joy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, there's a reason somebody was going through something when they when they wrote that. You know that, don't you? And so, yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I thought there's even like that's like like you're talking about like those who are faithful with little will be faithful over much. And right. like I feel like there's like there's like elevation points and graduation points. But like some people might think, oh well, what am I doing wrong? And sometimes it's not necessarily doing something wrong. Sometimes do you, sometimes you're doing something right. And there's a refinement or a preparation that needs to take place, or the enemy is just attacking you. There's an onslaught trying to hold you back from getting to that new place the Lord wants to take you. But sometimes, honestly, it is because we're going around the mountain and we're not just yielding our hearts to what the Holy Spirit wants to teach us in that season. And he can't graduate us or bring us to the next place until we really get it because the Lord's kind, you know, and he won't give right. us more than what we can handle. Right. Yeah, but, I feel like I, you important. know, 
I think a lot of you who are listening to this, you know, you, you, it's probably causing some good questioning, and that's good. But some of you, you, you really are in some warfare. Um, that, yeah. That's really happening. But it's still the same principle of stewardship because you've got to be able to handle warfare at different levels. That's why it says wage war over that prophetic word, you know, um, yeah. because there is a warfare. There's a character building, and then there is a warfare. And, and again, you know, as you, as you progress and you handle more, you carry more, um, the weight of responsibility, there's, you have to be able to handle warfare at that level as well. And so this is really yeah. something, I mean, just thank God that he doesn't put us in places before we're ready. Thank God for that. You know, that, that he's, he's that good and he knows. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I just kind of want to wrap up the podcast. And I really feel like this is where the Lord really wants us to pray into just kind of yeah. getting into the conversation and how a transition. I feel like especially now with what's going on in the world, the pandemic and a lot of people losing their jobs and the way even church, you know, ministry has been with so many restrictions and different things in place. And then with the racial tension and the, and the everything that's going on in the world today, I feel like a lot of people feel like they're in a holding pattern and some yeah. people feel like they've been completely sideswiped you know, from their destiny. And, you know, now's the time more than ever to cling to the Holy Spirit, to cling to the promises, to get to know his voice, to be obedient to his voice. And I'd really love, um, you know, Jennifer, for you to pray into that and and um, uh, just minister to the people right now that are listening. Ab- absolutely. I can go several directions, but we'll just, we'll just keep it narrow. Um, I've been yeah. focusing on one line in Hosea chapter two, where he told, um, you know, the, the woman, uh, you know, the bride, he said, he said, um, uh, doesn't she know that everything she has came from me? And so where you're seeing um, freedom has, has been limited or it's been taken away, when something's been taken away, take those things to the Lord. I think we, we, ha- we haven't realized or, you know, this is a time to see that freedom comes from him. Everything comes from him. Every, every good thing is a gift from God. Even your kids going to school, your jobs, your money, your business, um, even the opportunity to go to church, even to sing in church, all of those freedoms come from the Lord. And so, yeah. so we can get mad and, you know, rail and, and yell and scream, or we can go to the Lord and ask him to, to give us what he gives us. So let's do that right now. And so Lord, we yeah. just thank you. Lord, yeah. everything comes from you. Everything, every, every freedom and you're the freedom giver. Whom the Son makes free is free indeed. And so, Lord, these little things that we've taken for granted, and Lord, we, we didn't know. We didn't know we even had to pray for that. We just we just assumed things would be there when we when they should be there, and, and things are not yeah. there right now. Yeah. And so we go to you. We say, Lord, we ask for full freedom to go to church. We ask, Lord, that we can assemble um, freely. We ask that we can sing freely we we ask for our schools to open we ask for for jobs and businesses that we would be more prosperous than before we we ask for the freedom to travel we ask for the freedom to go go about without masks we the little things we've we've presumed lord no presumption anymore lord we look to you you're the king you're the freedom giver and and bring us freedom across this land and and in and peace on every side in jesus name Jesus name. Amen. I just, I, I, that's, that's powerful. Um, and you know what, Lord, I just thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, um, that you would just restore hope 
in the hearts yeah. of those who are listening right now that hope would arise and that they would tell their soul to hope in the Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that there is a light arising inside of each and every one of us, Lord. I just thank you that the prophetic words are not dead. They're not discarded, Lord. They're not forgotten. Right. I just thank you, Lord, that you are reviving the heart, that you are causing the minds of your people to be steadfast on you, that their focus would be you, that you are everything. You are the solution to every problem, Lord. You are the hope in this world. You are the city set on a hill, Lord. You are the light that is inside of us, Lord. And I just thank you Amen. that every single person is special to you and every single situation did not take you off guard, that you're not in heaven scared. You're not nervous. You're not biting your nails. Lord, you know what was going to happen before it ever happened, Lord. And I just thank you that this is just going to be another story to glorify you. There's going to be another That's chapter right. that brings you glory. And I just thank you, Lord, for even an increased anointing and impartation on the lives of those who are listening and every struggle right. as it's yielded to the Lord, every struggle as it's yielded to the Lord, every bump in the road, every hardship as it's turned to the Lord and as you cling to the Lord will just become an increased anointing and will become a message to, to, to bring people out of the abyss of depression and fear, whatever you're struggling with. I just thank you, Lord. It'll be, a, it'll be a platform to minister to those who are struggling. So I just thank you, Father, for that in the mighty Amen. name Amen. Amen. Powerful. Amen. Oh, thank right. you, Jesus. Well, I just, <laughs> you know, for those, you know, we, I kind of, you know, we, we want to be led by the spirit here. Like talking about the Holy Spirit and prophecy, but yeah. I feel like God really ministering to people in their in their, wow. in their point of need, in their place of need, reminding them to cling to the prophecies and to remember the things that the Lord has spoken and to have their hope in the Lord. But for those who want to sharpen their gift of the prophetic and to hear his voice and to have a, a clear flow and stream of the spirit in their lives, I highly recommend picking up Prophetic Secrets by Jennifer Evaz. It's releasing in a few weeks. How could people, when, you know, you know, when is the release? How could they pre-order the book and even get connected to your ministry more, Jennifer? Absolutely. Um, it re officially releases August 4th. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, in a, a lot of different formats, or you can uh, go to jenniferevaz.com um, and, and get it there. And if you want to, you know, get more things for my ministry, just go to social, social media. I'm either under Jennifer Evaz or under uh, Praying Prophet. Um, YouTube videos, um, you know, Instagram and yeah. all those things. Um, uh, you can check all that out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jennifer, for joining me today. I know life's kind of crazy. You know, a lot's yeah. going on. But <laughs> it's always a blessing to connect with you and, and talk with you and kind of just flow yeah, in the Holy Spirit sure. with you. It's a blessing. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. All right, Jennifer. For those who are listening right now, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review Awaken Podcast. It'll help us get the show out to more listeners to be challenged, inspired, and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I look forward to speaking with you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>